Your time is now. The world needs leaders. It's up to you to answer the call. Be better in business. Be better in life. Joined by our host, Chris Book. This is Leading by the Book. Hey guys, welcome to Leading by the Book. I'm Chris Book. Hope your week is off to a great start. And if you're just checking us out for the first time, hope you like the show. And if you do like it, we would love it if you would subscribe. As always, you can get in touch with me at leadingbythebook.com. You can drop me a message, chris at leadingbythebook.com, or find me on Twitter and on LinkedIn at Chris Book as well. One of the great things about the business I'm in and what I'm doing now in my life is that I get to meet a lot of really great people. And in talking to these people, the conversation seemingly always turns to the topic of leadership, and that's not surprising. I love leadership and uh, potentially am a little bit fanatical about leadership. But in these conversations, I'm always struck by a few things. One, there are so many people who are great leaders, but they don't have any idea that they're actually leading. And that's a really great thing because once they then understand that and become deliberate about leading, they are absolutely unstoppable forces. The second thing, though, is that quite a few people shy away from the idea of being a leader because they think that they're not skilled or intelligent enough in a certain area. So let's get to the point right away here. Intelligence has absolutely nothing to do with how effectively you can lead. It doesn't. So please don't sell yourself short. Regardless of where you are on the org chart or how smart you are, you can and need to lead, and you can start doing it right now. There's a dirty secret about leadership. Leaders aren't experts at everything their team is responsible for, and I think a lot of people don't want to admit that. But they simply can't be, and for very good reason. It would be redundant for a team to have multiple people with the same skills, unless, of course, the workload called for it. But leaders focus themselves not on specific functions of the team as much as they do on putting the people on their teams in a position to shine. They ask questions so that they learn. They align with the strategic direction of the organization. They help their people develop professionally and personally. None of these things that are so vitally important to being leaders requires them to be an expert in anything. It's entirely possible to lead a team where you don't have much, if any, knowledge about the subject matter at hand. So as a bit of an example, years ago, I was put in charge of a team working on some complex financial projects for a fairly large company. At the time, I was terribly intimidated. All that I had in my corner was a single business school finance class and the desire to succeed. The thoughts running through my head were, at that time, were exactly what you would expect. What if I embarrass myself? Will the team think I'm a fraud? If I don't know more than them, how can they respect me? For many, those thoughts will derail the train before it even leaves the station, and it certainly nearly got me to that point as well. I was a few weeks into this role, and I was doing some fairly serious soul-searching while hammering through finance textbooks and case studies at night, when I started to reflect on effective and ineffective, excuse me, ineffective executives that I had worked for and with. And I realized that there's almost an odd paradox, but for some reason, the more intelligent the, quote, executive is, the more ineffective they actually are. And so I've worked for some geniuses true geniuses in every sense of the word, people whose IQs were probably more than most of the other people in the room combined. Yet despite this infinite intelligence that they seem to possess and this unreal numerical capability and whatever it may be, their companies were failing. And it puzzled me. 
And then on the other side of this coin, I've worked with some truly tremendous executives, the type of leader that you would absolutely take a bullet for, or run through a brick wall for if they asked you to. But they weren't experts in any single area at all. But what was different is that these folks owned their lack of knowledge in certain areas, constantly asking me questions and for my recommendation. And in many cases, they'd even take me to their supervisors to have me tactfully explain something that they didn't think they eloquently could. Unsurprisingly, their teams and the companies they worked for thrived. Did this make them appear weak as leaders? Did it undermine them? No, it was actually quite the opposite. This humility cemented our relationship and also their role as a leader within our team and our organization. It showed that they valued the success of the organization above their own pride, and that has tremendous value. So this idea of this lack of intelligence or lack of knowledge hurting you, it can actually be a tremendous asset if you humbly own that. So after this reflection, it was clear to me, I didn't need to be the expert. I needed to help the experts be even bigger experts, and that's what leaders do. To lead, the only real expertise that you need is expertise in the art leading people. And that's what this show is about, and that is what we all need to aspire to do better. Don't let this intelligence fallacy cloud your perspective. You can lead, and you can win, and we're going to help you. Appreciate you guys tuning in this week. That is all we've got for the show this week, but definitely circle back next week. We'll have some more content for you. I'd love to hear what you think of the show. Like I said, drop me a line, chris at leadingbythebook.com. You can find me on LinkedIn and on Twitter. But until next week, wishing you all a wonderful week, and we'll see you soon.